Good morning. Welcome to 49ers in 5, your daily update on everything happening with the team that you need to know. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. Today is Monday, May 9th, 2022. Hope you all had a good Mother's Day. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. Former Niners quarterback coach Rich Scangarello was a guest on the Tapeheads podcast with Greg Cosell and Bob Wischusen recently, and he said some things that I think people are connecting to Trey Lance since Scangarello was a part of the team that drafted Lance third overall last year. I'm going to play some for you so you can decide for yourself and course i'll give my thoughts first scangarello listed a quality that is incredibly important to him that he thinks most teams miss when evaluating a quarterback bottom line is do they have the toughness to stand in there in the pocket when they're getting hit and deliver when it matters most and if you cannot do that and you cannot show me that on your college tape I find it very difficult for you to be a top-tier quarterback in the NFL. And I would say that uh, that's where most people in the evaluation process run into problems when they don't uh, really take that one trait in a contested pocket, how a quarterback plays the game in college football, and really evaluate uh, those moments in a guy's career. That sounds exactly like what Kyle Shanahan would say. Kyle always lists toughness as one of his most important qualities. For any position, quarterback, receiver, doesn't matter. Lance, admittedly, does not have a ton of those moments on film because North Dakota State was always dominating people. Does it mean that he can't do it? No. But when you're evaluating a quarterback, you would like to see on tape that he can, if possible. Next up. How does Scangarello evaluate guys at smaller schools given the lower level of competition that they face? So one of my favorite things about uh, quarterbacks, I think historically, the mid-major to smaller uh, power five schools, those quarterbacks over the history of time to me have been some of the best players in this league. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you can take a quarterback who's a multi-year starter at a mid-major, for example, and he can take them to a level that they've never seen. So let's just say they're an average-type program. And then all of a sudden, for two years, they're winning conference titles or competing for it. To me, that tells me that quarterback has the ability to raise the level of everyone around him. And for Josh Allen at Wyoming, the two years he was there, they won more games than probably ever in that history of that program in those two years in a row. They had never had eight win seasons. I think they'd had like one or two in their whole history of the program. And then when he was there, they were doing it. To me, that that tells you that the guy's a winner and he has the ability to elevate people around him. So those things are important to me. I don't think that's inaccurate or unfair. Most great quarterbacks in the history of the NFL did come from bigger schools, and that would make sense, right? The bigger schools usually get the best athletes. So, again, I don't think that that's that crazy. I don't think he's wrong. Now, this last clip is a little different. I think this is the one clip where you can really say for sure that he's talking about last year. Here's Rich. There are guys that I've evaluated in recent drafts where they've, they're on such good teams at Ohio State or these other schools where they literally, maybe they don't even have a two-minute situation that really matters in their entire career, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Like, give me a guy who's, who's played a lot of one-score games and found a way to win them and show me in those situations how he is under duress. Like, um, in college football, you forget. You don't get to talk to the guy in the helmet. So in two-minute, when he's out there, he's on his own. In the NFL – us as coaches, we're, we're babying these guys through a lot of stuff. Hey, do this, do that. You can talk to a guy. 
Um, they got to be a coach free out on the field in college football. So in those moments where they can't look to the sideline and have an answer, um, how do they handle it? Like things like that are, are when you're looking at the entire picture and you're, you're trying to make a decision that'll, you know, decide a franchise's course, uh, their history, where they're headed, uh, a GM, a head coach, everyone that's weighing on what will be the outcome of this pick. You have to unturn every stone, and those things are very, very important. That's pretty on the nose, right? He talks about a guy he evaluated recently at Ohio State. We all know that's Justin Fields, clearly. And what he said also applies to Trey Lance. Trey didn't have experience in a two-minute drill that mattered, again, because North Dakota State was crushing people most of the time. That is not a dig on Trey Lance. That's just a simple fact. Overall, I think what Rich was saying is that when you evaluate a quarterback, you want to have as much information as possible, right? In a perfect world, you'd have perfect information. You'd have all the information. You'd know every single thing that there is to know about a guy before drafting him. But of course, you can't have that, right? That's not how life works. So then it becomes a question of what are the deal breakers? What are the things that you have to see before you feel comfortable taking a guy? Rich clearly has his. Everybody has theirs. But the things Rich likes, he didn't get to see from Trey Lance, at least some of them. And a lot of people are taking that to mean that he didn't want the 49ers to draft Trey Lance two years ago. And that may be true. Unless he comes out and tells us, we'll never know for sure, but it's entirely possible. But what really my takeaway from all this is it doesn't really matter if Scangarello wanted Trey Lance. Trey was the pick. He's on the team now. Rich, by the way, is not on the team. He's Kentucky's offensive coordinator. Now, was he not retained because he didn't want Lance? Clearly, Trey's going to be the guy next year? Maybe. But remember this, when a guy is drafted... There usually isn't universal agreement within an organization that he was the right pick, right? Football teams involve a ton of people, coaches, executives, owners, lots of people. Do you think everyone in Cleveland was thrilled when they took Baker first overall a few years ago? Or Jameis Winston or even Peyton Manning back in 1998? Of course not. The draft is an imperfect science. People are always going to disagree because everybody values different traits differently. What matters is, Trey was the pick, he's going to be the starter next year, and he's surrounded with people who are in his corner and pulling in the same direction. And it looks like the 49ers have that. So maybe Scangarello wasn't on board, but at this point, who cares? We always give you one thing to read, one thing to watch, and one thing you might have missed. One thing to read on this Monday, Mike Florio wrote a piece about how Jimmy Garoppolo is handling things with the 49ers this offseason. Got a lot of attention over the weekend. I might actually talk about it tomorrow, but you can check it out on the 49ers section of ProFootballTalk.com. Basically, Mike's point, nice guys finish last, and Jimmy Garoppolo is not about to do that. One thing to watch, former Steeler and Buccaneer Antonio Brown was on the Cigar Talk podcast and had plenty to say about former 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Brown didn't hold back when it came to Cap's play or his work off the field as a philanthropist. One thing you may have missed, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were spotted at the Warriors Game 3 win over the Grizzlies on Saturday night. Golden State scored 142 points. Good luck, Charm? I'm not saying. I'm just saying. That's a wrap on today's 49ers in 5. Please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Enjoy your Monday, everybody. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow.